Hey guys, welcome back to Bardesi. In today's episode, we talk to Toronto-based singer Simmer. Simmer has gained a lot of popularity within the last couple of years for her unique sound and collaborations with Fateh, KV Singh, Gary Sandhu, and others. You may remember hearing her in the song Don't Feel Right in Fateh's album Too May May Concern, and recently in Ayatenu Len in Fateh's most recent album, New Memories. Simmer often incorporates an R&B sound in her music and sometimes even includes a Punjabi sound as influenced by her cultural background. So let's get into it. Just to start, why don't you tell us about who you are, like who is Simmer? So I am a singer, songwriter, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm just about just an and and on top of that i'm just an average brown girl living in canada you know like i'm no different than anybody else i have these dreams that um i tried to live out like when i was like 19 20 and it didn't happen and then i tried again when i was like 25 and it still didn't happen and now at the age of 30 i'm like i am living for myself and I can't let the time pass me by without doing the things that I wanted to do. And that's just basically what I'm doing. So I'm just living out my dreams, making them happen piece by piece. So that's really interesting. So you've tried, you had initially tried becoming a singer earlier on mm-hmm. in your career. And so what happened at that point? Like, why didn't it work out? So at that time, there wasn't a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of, artists out there there weren't a lot of brown people out there doing music or doing anything in the arts for that matter so the people that I was connected to there were some that I'm still connected with today and they're amazing people but some of the people that I was connected to at that time just kind of you know they'd promise you the world they'd say oh I could do this for you and I can do that for you and then it just wouldn't happen and it the letdown of that was just it was kind of it got to a point where it just became unbearable you know and especially when you're at a young age and you feel like you're being manipulated and you're like do I really want this like I, yes, I want to be a singer. I want to be uh, an artist. But do I really want to go through all of this just to get to that point? And at that time, I was like, you know what? I'm, I can't do this. And so I just stopped. And then a couple years later, the feeling of not being able to do what I wanted to do, just it kind of came back. And I remembered one of the things that my friends, one of my friends, my good friend told me, she said, when there's when there's something inside of you that wants to come out it's gonna keep knocking and it that's that was the feeling so when I was like 25 I I got that feeling again I got that urge and I and I picked up the phone I called some of my friends that were still in the music industry and I'm like let's make some music so and that's when it it I kind of got the ball rolling and then a, a year or two after that I had my daughter and so I had to kind of stop for a little bit And then I just kind of picked up where I left off. And now I'm just, I've been running strong for the last about two years. Cool. That's really interesting because, yeah, like like you said, there wasn't a lot of representation a few years ago. And a lot of the artists I've been talking to said that this has been kind of a lot of years in the making. And to audience members, it kind of looks like they just started and they just like 
you know, yeah. got into the public yeah. public's eye, but it's actually been like brutal and it's been years of hard work. Yeah. And the thing is, the people that have known me from the beginning till now, like, so some like there's a producer that I work with. Um, there's XD is two guys. One of them I've known since I was like 12 years old. And so like he's been there ever since the literally the beginning like the first the, the crappy stupid songs we used to make when we were like 12 13 years old like we remember all of those things and so they knew that i that music was always something that i wanted to do but ever to everybody else it just seems like i just picked it up recently right and so yeah. you said you started when you were like 12 or 13 making songs when mm-hmm. did you know that you um were good at singing and that you wanted to be a singer so I actually, I used to do kirtan when I was a kid. My dad um, made my brother play the tabla. My sister and I were, um, the, the we used to sing and we used to play the harmonium and we did kirtan together. And we were in a lot of competitions and we would travel and do competitions. And it wasn't until, so I started at the age of five, about, I think I was about four or five. And then um, we stopped when I was about 10. So I, I honestly, the singing side of it, I always loved the, the Keithan part of it. It kind of, um, I, it didn't interest me so much after that point because for my brother and my sister, they were a little bit older than me. They weren't too interested in it anymore. So I was kind of just like, okay, I don't think I really want to do it anymore either. But the singing part of it is always something that I enjoy doing. And so, um, whatever way I could let out my creative side, which was, just singing, making songs is how I did it. And that's that's where it started. So this was kind of like a family, I guess, thing in the beginning. And then it turned into your path. Mm-hmm. Like my passion. So what do you enjoy singing about? I sing about a lot of different things. I have an album coming out and you'll get a you'll get a, a glimpse into all of the different things that you know it, it that all the different things that interest me and all of the things that I think that people need to hear girls singing about that they don't hear you know um just hanging out with your friends having a good time feeling good about yourself and just that those are the kind of things that I feel there's there's a there's a gap there's a hole and people don't have enough enough brown girls singing about the kind of things that we actually do the way that we live our lives and that's essentially what it is that I want to sing about it's kind of like that common experience that a lot of brown people don't have when they live outside of like India or Pakistan they kind of like don't have those I guess people to look up to in mainstream media and entertainment so it's really cool to see that yeah Absolutely. And I just I feel like their perception, like the, the in India and in in the, the Eastern Indian world, they have this perception of us, which is like it's it's we don't think we look like that or act like that. So it's kind of confusing for a lot of us. We're confused about what they think we're like and we're confused about what they're actually like. So it's just for me, sometimes when I hear some of the music coming out of India, I'm like, I don't know if that really appeals to me. That's not really how we act or how we are so for us on the western side of the world it's a little bit different right and that's kind of interesting because your music and a lot of um brown artists art is influenced by their south asian roots and Mm -hmm. um like you sing in punjabi sometimes and um so there's kind of that balance of like your two worlds i guess yeah yeah so i 
I have a lot of uh, R&B influence in my my singing, uh, R&B, hip hop, pop, and then then in slides in the desi part of me, because I just I love I love being able to sing in in that language, but then kind of flip it and use the the diversity of the Western world in that music because it just it sounds kind of cool, you know what I mean. So um, a lot of the songs that I do, I try to fuse the two together, and then even if I can't, if it's like a full Punjabi song, I try to keep the the R and B or the pop tone in it, just to because that's what appeals to me the most. And I guess like just that, like a song that blends those two things is kind of representative of you as a person, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so with my with some of my friends, they call me. Um, you're gonna laugh. We, they call me the both way babe because both way bay actually. Because I have a song. It's called Both Ways, where I talk about stuff in English and I talk about stuff in Punjabi, and I talk about how I'm gonna do it both ways. So that's just kind of what I call myself, and what they call me is both way bay. <laughs> yeah, and you, it's like it makes a lot of sense. Like I feel like yeah. a lot of people can relate to that experience. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me about your favorite experience that you've had as a singer, your favorite like show or favorite encounter, favorite thing you've um, done? So the the biggest show that I did was just recently in August. It was at uh, Rebel Nightclub. It was called Ravasia. Um, that was interesting because I was on a lineup with uh, Horsepower and Fateh, Gary Sandhu, Sidhu Museara, Sherry Mann, and it was a crazy experience. It was an exciting experience because it was a big crowd, big stage, lights, all of it. It was like a full production. So it was really, really exciting, and it's the biggest show that I've ever done. So um, I was kind of nervous for it, but all in all, it was like such a rush. I remember getting off the stage, and I went back into the, the dressing room, and I was literally... Like I had so much adrenaline running through me. I had to like stop and do jumping jacks <laughs> at that moment. And my friends were like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I have so much energy running through me right now. I need to get it out. So that was probably one of my most exciting and my most memorable moments. Yeah. And you mentioned like working with or being at shows with like other similar artists. Um, and it kind of seems like that community is pretty tight knit. And so what is that like? Like having all these other like rising star South Asian stars like with you when you're trying to I guess like complete this goal there's so there's some that you get to see like all the time just because of proximity we're kind of close to each other in the area that we live in so people like Fateh like I see him all the time and like you know well actually not all the time but what I mean is like when we're making music we get together or we'll cross paths in the studio or something but um so we get to bounce ideas off each other. We get to talk about our music so much with the with the artists that we don't see that often. I don't really get an opportunity to talk to them too much about the music. It's kind of just like, oh, hey, how's it going? But there's always this sense of community and this sense of encouragement that I that I feel that I get, um, especially being a female. They they do try their best to encourage me just because they you know, they want to see that. And um, it's nice. It's nice to be able to uh, see those people in their honesty. I've, I haven't come across any jerks everybody's been really really nice and uh yeah it's 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 a cool experience but it's it's nice to get to see people just be genuinely nice to each other yeah and like in addition and i'm sure some of these apply to this but are there any artists um 
like South Asian or not, that have kind of inspired you along the way and pushed you to keep trying and keep trying? Well, again, Fateh is probably one of the the ones who does it the most. He'll always give me constructive criticism and tell me what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. And then also the producers that I work with. So XC Pro Music, they are they're amazing they get me and they have a lot of artists that come and go in their studio and they always uh try to make it a point to show those artists like what i'm doing as well and just because they're it's like it makes me feel like they're proud of me and that makes me feel proud i hope they're i'm doing them justice but um that's they i would say they are my biggest supporters and then of course my friends and family can you talk a little bit about what it's been like working in the studio with people like Fateh and with KB Singh and um, those kinds of artists. What What is it like collaborating with um, people who are just like really up and coming right now? So um, Fateh's super cool. He it's it's a lot of fun in the studio with him. We just kind of we joke and laugh and it's it's good because uh, we just get to bounce ideas off of each other. And for a really long time um, before I met Fateh even, there wasn't, there actually weren't a lot of opportunities for me to be in the studio with other artists. There was, I was more so just in the studio with the producers and then like once in a while and like a couple artists would be there. But I would say he, him, I, I was in the studio with Gary Sandhu as well, but that wasn't very long. That was a very short session. Then Fateh was the next after that, that we actually had a a cool creative session and a couple sessions and we came up with our first song, Don't Feel Right. And then also with Ayat and Nuren, but that one was a a shorter session. But it's cool. It's a lot of fun being in the studio with him. As long as you're all, you both are on the same wavelength, you're on the same vibe. It's a lot of fun. Uh, With KV Singh, we actually didn't record the song together. We, he recorded his part and I recorded my part here in Toronto and I had to send it over to him because he lives in Detroit. So that's, but the, believe it or not, that's how majority of my songs are done. So that's how, uh, Mahi Ve Mahi was done. Um, actually I, for, there was a song I did with Ramvir that I recorded some reference vocals here, which is like, you could record a demo of whatever you're doing. And, and I sent it to him in New York. And then when I went to New York to shoot the video, that's when we recorded the final vocals. So it wasn't really so much of a creative session as it was just like recording the song and getting it done. But it's honestly, it's a lot of fun when you get to be in the studio with someone that's uh, someone else that's creative and they're like, they're, they're on the same vibe as you. It's it's so much fun. It's like, you know, when you're talking journalism with another journalist, like right? it's a lot of fun, right? Because you, you, you can talk about sa- the the same things, and you get this. You're on the same page, so it's it's just it's, it's interesting. I think it's interesting too that you were on um, Fatih's second album because that album, like, I feel like a lot of people were really surprised by, even myself, that I was like a, mo- a majority of it was in English. Um, and there were less like Punjabi like references or vibes mm-hmm. in like his songs. And you talked yeah. about how you have a big like R and B influence in your music. So that's a really cool um, mm-hmm. collaboration, I guess. Yeah. So he when he first asked me to be on the song "Don't Feel Right," um, he so we were whatever we worked on it and then after the fact when he lined up all the tracks in his album he wanted to do another one which was the outro called her voice and 
then he told me that he was putting me first on the album and he was putting me last on the album. And I'm like, wow, like that was a big deal to me. I'm like, damn, when somebody listens to his album, I'm the first voice that they hear. I, it was a big deal to me. I was like, wow, thank you. But um, it was it was really cool. It was such a that honestly, that album was such a masterpiece. Listening to it from start to end, you really you really are taken on a journey of heartbreak and just feelings and emotions and you get to see both sides of the story too so it was that was a really really cool album i'm so happy that i got to be a part of it right and like the response is so cool from fans probably like how does it feel to see people making covers of your songs on twitter like on instagram and sending them to you it's cool it's cool honestly it's like i started out on instagram doing that just do singing random covers of people's songs and it's so so cool that people are doing it on my songs it's crazy yeah i bet so going back a little bit um you said you are a mom you're a wife you're um a south asian woman how has your experience been trying to get into this really difficult industry and in addition to like all your other responsibilities honestly i have to say my biggest struggle is within myself it's it's two things one is getting inside when you get inside your own head and you say what am i doing why am i doing this are people even gonna like this uh you know just those thoughts and those are the ones that bring you down the most and they kind of stop you from excelling they kind of stop you from keeping the momentum of whatever you're doing so i struggle so hard with trying to keep those thoughts out of my mind i've gotten better at it but you know there's days when you can get like 10 amazing dms from people and they'll be like oh my god i love your voice or i love your songs and then you can get one crappy dm that will be the thing that sticks out in your mind you won't even be able to remember the nice things that people said you'll just think about the the bad thing that someone said to you and that you have to get over that and then the second thing is just time i just always feel like i don't have enough time but i have to really push myself to make sure that I'm making that I'm doing all of my responsibilities and then making music a part of that because that's the biggest struggle the time management I think for all artists for anybody who's working and also doing music that's the biggest struggle right yeah that makes a lot of sense because yeah like you have to balance your regular life and also this Mm -hmm. craft that you have to work hours on yep Absolutely. Yeah, I was actually I was talking to another singer the other day and he was uh, he said something that was like kind of like it made sense to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. But he was like, artists have to work on their craft for hours and hours and years and years and years until they are recognized. And similar to like people who choose to go to medical school or choose to become engineers and mm-hmm. how they work on their professions for years. Um People don't often like see like artistry and like becoming a doctor in the same way in terms of like how long it takes. Yeah. And it's crazy because especially with the music industry, you have to really connect yourself. You have to really get on social media and you have to have some sort of a presence. Otherwise, you will. It's it's really, really difficult. I mean, there's times when I'm like, I just the last thing I want to do is pick up my phone and be on Instagram. But you kind of have to and it's it's tough but you have that's it's just that's what you got to do yeah i was actually going to ask you about social media and kind of like how it's changed the artist landscape because 
for a lot of like rising brown artists, like it's been the thing that has gotten them out there. Yeah. So it is huge. I so going back to when I was doing music when I was 19, 20, there wasn't transparency with the people that would promise you everything. So they'd be like, oh yeah, I can connect you with so-and-so and and I can connect you with so-and-so, but you don't really know what they're capable of. You can't really see honestly what their worth is. I hate to put it like that, but you can't really see what their worth is. But nowadays you hear somebody's name, you go on Instagram and you see, okay, who does this person really know? What do they do? What are they about? And it is so easy and so you're, you can find out so quickly what they can do for you and if they're actually promising you what they can actually do for you. And so um, it's not that it's easier, I would say. It's just you have more um, mediums to connect with people. You have more ways to get the message that you want to get across and to know that they are actually receiving the message and people just they can't bullshit as much as they used to be able to back in the day yeah that's true for sure it can make it and break people mm-hmm. yeah so i kind of want to go back to talking about your you said you have an album coming out right yeah mm-hmm. cool so when is it coming out so I everybody keeps asking me and I keep saying a couple weeks, a couple weeks, because the process of listening to the songs, going back, making sure everything is lined up, everything's good. That process takes a little while. So now we're at the stage where the songs are are like the songs themselves are done, but there's a process called mastering that still has to happen. So we're just waiting for the masters to come in and then hopefully it'll be out within the next few weeks. That's so cool. Is this like your yeah. first full album? Yeah, it'll be a first album. Okay, wow. So how does that feel? Like how how much time and effort have you had to put into this like piece of you original know what? work? It, the, these songs are like two years in the making and they're just a fraction of the songs that I've made over the last couple of years. But I really had to just kind of pick and choose which ones I wanted to put on the album. And so just for now, this is like, it's like a test. And so when I'm when I talk about how I get into my head and say oh I don't know if people are gonna like this I don't know you know I don't know how this is gonna be received that's the biggest struggle that's how I feel about the album it's like oh my god when you do it with one song it's you do that one song and it's over with when you have like six seven eight songs on an album it's like that feeling times seven so it's it's scary it's honestly scary because i don't know what people are gonna say but at the end of the day i just i've stayed true to myself i've made the music that i wanted to make and i'm gonna put out what i want to put out so i'm i'm excited i'm i'm like really really excited i'm crazy nervous for it but it's 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 exciting yeah i'm sure that probably is so rewarding like when you're gonna put it out you're probably gonna feel so good Mm mm-hmm yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if I'll feel good about myself. I, I will feel I'll feel excited that it's finally out. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That That's really cool, though. That's like an accomplishment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of going into um, being brown and being an artist and being you're Canadian, right? Yes. Yeah. So being Canadian and Punjabi and Um, We were talking about balancing those different cultures um, and kind of like within the they see culture, people often don't see artistry as a viable career. So have you had to kind of butt heads with people in your own community or kind of like um, listen to criticism from people who thought that you shouldn't be doing this? 
Honestly, I have to say, I haven't had anybody telling me that I shouldn't be doing this. I have people telling me how I should be doing it. But because I'm at a stage where I'm married and I have a kid, I think people get the point that I know what I'm doing. If I was like 19, 20, I think people would feel inclined to tell me like, oh, what are you doing with your life? You don't, you know, you haven't lived your life enough yet. You haven't gotten an education or whatnot. But I had an education. I was in project management. I got married. I had a daughter. And now I'm doing music. There's nothing they can say to me, you know? So it's more so just how you should be doing things versus like, what what like why are you doing this and i'm really thankful for that i think people get it it's not just something that and it's again it's the people that are closest to me they know that it's not something that i just picked up yesterday and started doing it's been something that i've been doing for my whole life that they kind of get the point that i've i've tried all the other things and I'm, i'm i'm good i feel good about where i am in my life and i'm secure and If this is something that I can do, I don't need anybody's opinion telling me that I shouldn't be doing it, that I should be doing something else. I have a plan, so I've got it together. When you say that you have people telling you how to do it, what do you mean by that? There'll be (laughs) aunties and uncles will be like, oh, you should do this or you should connect with that person or you should, you know, put out this type of song and put out that type of song. And you just got to, okay, and you just got to nod and politely say, okay. Thank you. You know what I mean? But they don't know what you have in your in your portfolio, what you've already done, what you're working on, what's next on your mind. And even if it doesn't align with what they think you should be doing, you just got to be polite and say, OK, cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's lucky, I guess, that you haven't really had to face that. But also it's because you're in a different stage in your life, like you said. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, that is really interesting. But what would you say to someone who is 19 or 20 who's trying to become a singer and is kind of running into those challenges? I mean, again, just nod and and do your thing. Honestly, just be polite. Okay, thank you. And just do your thing. As long as the people that matter the most to you, as long as they're supportive, then it's okay. And even if they aren't supportive, do whatever you can to make sure that you're keeping your dream alive because that's the hardest thing. You're going to take other people's opinion and people that don't want you to succeed are going to get into your head and they're going to tell you that you're not good enough. So you're you're your biggest advocate. You have to tell yourself that you you can do this and you are the only person that can make it happen for you. All those other people that are telling you you can't do it, obviously they're not going to make it happen for you. They're just stopping you from doing whatever you can do. So you really have to push through those moments, those really bad negative moments, and you just got to keep going. Yeah, exactly. You can't really get anything done unless you do what you want to do. And Yeah, and honestly, I can't even lie. There's times when you're just down about yourself and you don't want to you don't want to do anything. You don't want to work. You don't want to create because you're just like, why am I doing this? What's the point? But then you have to be the one to snap yourself out of it and say, okay, there is a reason to all this. I can't I can't not do this just because I am scared of what people are going to say or I'm scared of what people think. You just you got to keep pushing. Right. Yeah. Are there any obstacles that you're currently like running into? I know you talked a little bit about yourself being um, an obstacle sometimes, but what are kind of your biggest challenges that you're working on right now? So for me, finishing songs is a big thing. So I'll start a song and then I'll 
try and work on it a bit, but then I won't get it finished. And then I'll start another song and then won't get that one finished. So I have like, I'm going to say like 50 half songs just sitting there because you, once you start listening to it and then you listen to it over and over and over again, you're you get stuck listening to what you had originally done and it's kind of hard to step outside of whatever you've already been listening to and think of something else. So it's it's literally just trying to finish songs, which is my biggest thing because if you don't finish the song as soon as possible you will lose passion for it or you'll just overplay that version to yourself so much that you can't hear anything else on it and it that's that's my biggest um hurdle right yeah I mean, it's like for me I go through the same thing like if I'm writing something and if I don't write everything in one go like um I feel like when I come back to it it just gets yeah like, messed exactly up. it's the same thing it's the same sort of thing you can't get on the same um like on the same uh, like vibe or whatever but i hate i hate that i have to keep saying that word but that's literally that's all it is in the zone in the zone there we can say that you're you're in the zone and then when you step out of the zone trying to get back in the zone it's it's so hard right it is yeah so what's next for summer just continue making music and um focusing on trying to get my music out there as much as I possibly can because I don't feel like the sound that I have is out there right now the things that I do my music is not the same as what you're listening to right now it's different and so I I, I strongly strongly hope that people uh, take to it and that it's something that People are like, oh, this is interesting. It's different. I haven't really heard this before. And that they want to listen to more of it. That's really exciting then. I'm really excited to hear like what the true simmer is and um, what your style is and what you have to sing. Because, yeah, like I feel like every time like me and my sister like love your songs and when we hear them, we're like, wow, this like she just makes the song so great. Like your voice is so cool and so unique. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. But yeah, that's a, that's just the feeling that I hope to give to more people. That's there you go. You there that's it. You just captured it. <laughs> um well, cool. Oh wait, I do have another question. So, to us for DC means someone who does something different, who leaves the status quo to kind of pursue what they're passionate about, and um that's kind of like all the people that I'm talking to on the show. So, based on that definition, would you call yourself for DC? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so those are kind of all the questions I have. But if you have anything else you'd like to add that I missed? Um, Honestly, it's just, uh, just a message to all the girls out there. I see a lot of girls who are doing... Um, insta covers I don't see as many guys that do covers as I do girls and they have beautiful voices I'm talking amazing amazing voices and I don't see them doing much else if if, like if they want to be a singer cool then like that's that's one thing if they don't want to be a singer then that's fine you're just putting the covers out for fun but if you really want to be a singer don't just rely on doing those covers do your own work do some research on how to make music do some research on composing a song how to record yourself recording learn about keys learn about um different different things that you can do to help yourself be an artist not just a singer there's a big difference between being a singer and an artist so 
equip yourself with all of the tools that you will need to be at the level of big, big artists. I'm talking not, not like, I mean, even if you can get into production, that would be amazing. But if you don't know how to produce, fine. But teach yourself day by day. Do something a little bit, a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then a little bit more. And get yourself up to par with people that have been doing it for years because that's the hardest thing. So for me, I... I've been singing for so many years, but I never really thought about, you know, getting a keyboard and trying to do things, getting an interface, getting a mic, getting all these things set up so that I could try and record myself and to literally just sit at home and make songs. If you can't make a beat, find a beat off of SoundCloud, find a beat off of YouTube and record yourself singing on it. And eventually you'll make a song, but you won't be able to do that by just singing you have to kind of incorporate all the necessary tools and just keep doing it and like the young girls they're focused on education and they're focused on trying to get their degrees but when i look at the comparison of guys that i knew that were in the music back when i was in university and myself they were still going to school still going to university and they were doing music at the same time they were teaching themselves how to produce and record and all of these things meanwhile i was just relying on my singing and i think that's the the problem with a lot of the girls we don't really consider having to do all those other things because we think somebody else is going to do that for us but no do it do it. You have the time. If I was, oh my God, if I could go back in time, I would totally do it. But again, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But you just, that's, that's the thing. Just do as much as you possibly can because you're young and you will flourish if you can do it all starting then. Yeah, that's really great advice. Because if you, if you, for something like this, like being a singer, if you really can't put like everything that you have and every like effort and everything that you want to learn into that one passion like it's kind of hard to be successful yeah and honestly it's not as much fun as it may seem like in the studio for myself yeah there'll be nights when i'm in the studio till two in the morning three in the morning but when i come home i go to sleep i gotta be back up in the morning at six seven in the morning for my daughter so if you're young and you're in the studio till one, two in the morning and you don't have school or you don't have anything the next day, you get to sleep. You don't understand how big of a deal that is. Like when I think about that, I'm like, oh my God, how much sleep? When I get called into the studio, I'm like, oh my God, how much sleep am I going to lose tonight? So it's, it's not, there's some nights when it's like, oh my God, it's such a drag. It's as fun as it can be sometimes. Some nights it's literally work. It's not fun. It's just like, you just got to do it. So... Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that because I think like that's hard for like people to realize like even like me like it seems like art being an artist is so fun but it's actually really hard work. No, it's it's it there there are fun moments just like you know when you're in an office and you have an office party there's fun (laughs) moments or you know or you leave at five o'clock and go for a drink with your friends like yeah that's cool that's fun the rest of the time you're working you know especially if you're by yourself when I'm in my studio at home by myself those are the hardest moments because you have to really dial into, okay, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to sing? What's my message? How do I want to sound? So many different things. Yeah, I wanted to ask, actually, I forgot, um, about because you talked about what it was like working with other people in the studio, but what is it like when you're by yourself in the studio? So it depends on the kind of vibe that I'm going for. So if I have a song that I need to finish, so I really have to just kind of figure out what 
uh, what else I need to add on to the song. But if I'm starting fresh, if I'm sitting down at my desk, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do today? I'll start going through uh, beats on YouTube or I have some friends who will send me beats and then I'll just start listening and seeing something like, what do I, what do I like the most? And then I'll literally just turn on my mic and I will just start doing gibberish literally like no no words it'll just be like "Ah," like just like random humming and then pick and choose what I like out of that and I'll go for like 10 minutes and then out of that 10 minutes okay what did I like what didn't I like and literally turn that into a song because that's what we do in the studio too when we're together so they'll be like Simmer here's a beat and put the beat on I'm like okay I like this and then I'll just go in the booth and they'll just play it and I'll just literally just gibberish and then you turn that into a song and then you throw the words in afterwards but then there's other times when I have lyrics written out and I'm like okay I want to turn this into a song that I have to go in and find a beat that works with it and then figure out what melodies I'm going to use how I'm going to change it up and yeah it's it just the process depends on how I'm feeling that day cool yeah I mean it's definitely a creative process Mm mm-hmm Well, thank you so much for spending time to talk to us about your whole journey. It has been so interesting and so cool. No problem. No problem. Yeah. And thank you so much to our listeners. As always, for more updates and more content, follow us at Bardisi Podcast on Instagram. You've been taking my love for granted for too long. It don't matter what I say, I'm always wrong. You can see the things I do for you. You can see the things I do for you We were something I believed in Fire's gone, now we're freezing Sleeping alone every weekend You picking a fight, then you're leaving It don't feel right no more, no, no It don't feel right no more